Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherd. Hi, Soul Talks friends. We're so glad to be able to be with you today on Soul Talks. We have been traveling and doing some speaking on Journey of the Soul retreats and our institute and some churches. And it's just so fun when we get to meet you in person and be with you in person. Much easier than sitting here with the mics and trying to just picture your faces and, and remember you. But we're still glad that we can have this time together and appreciate that you you are with us. And thank you also for your prayers for us as we travel and as we speak. We we need your support. You're our, our Aaron and her holding up our hands and helping us in this as we go out and minister. So thank you for that. And Bill, I think you especially have felt the need for prayer support over the years. I remember early on when you would venture out to speak, it was not easy for you. Uh, I used to feel a lot of anxiety about it. And, uh, a lot of grumpiness because I just didn't think I was good at it. And I sometimes I'm still tempted with that, but I'm so thankful because I've learned another way and that's given me a, a different uh, a different flow, a different way of presenting. And it really has to do with uh, some things that I learned from Dallas as well as from being in therapy myself years ago. And one of the things that we learned about anxiety is that anxiety comes from trying to control things trying to control our image, uh, what people think, our performance, worrying about uh, perfectionistic details, basically worrying about things that we can't control. And so that's a major cause of anxiety. So how did Dallas help you with that? I mean, he's not a therapist. Well, because I watched the way he, he did it, the way he spoke. I, I listened to him speak uh, so many times, uh, hundreds of times, many of those uh, in person. And I had tried different ways of speaking, and they were all good things I was learning. But when I saw the way Dallas did it, it was totally different, and that was the one that was most helpful for me. So it wasn't that you didn't get any help from your therapist. You did. But this was really something God used in the way that Dallas was speaking. Yeah, so the first part was in therapy, I learned about emotions and self-awareness and how to receive empathy and comfort and uh, get help with my uh, self-criticism and self-judgment. And that was a grounding and it opened up a space in my soul uh, to trust God more deeply, more thoroughly. And so then there were a number of things I was doing uh, in those years to grow spiritually, different practices, spiritual disciplines and so forth. Uh, but then also uh, being mentored by Dallas and watching him as a, as a speaker uh, was, uh, was truly, uh, truly a game changer. And so, yeah, that's why we, in this uh, podcast we're talking about speaking and preaching without anxiety because that's a big part of my story. And uh, 75% of people have a fear of public speaking. There's that's a, lot a lot of people. That's a high statistic. So, and you've actually helped pastors that have this this same anxiety, which you wouldn't think somebody who's a lead pastor who preaches every Sunday would be somebody that would struggle with this. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many things about it that, that can trigger anxiety for a, for a pastor or a 
Bible study leader or any of us who are public speakers, but all these things we're saying about anxiety and image consciousness and the feeling of the need to control and do it right and all this kind of thing, as well as just internalized anxiety that we have, that, that then when we're on stage, we can feel like people are looking at us and, and it starts to, it can start to close in on you where you're not free to, to be yourself and, and bring what you have to say. I'm finding that to be especially hard now that video is so popular and we're having to do so much video. And, you know, Bill, you and I are doing a lot where we're looking at a screen where we actually can see ourselves. Yep. And that's that's also kind of some added anxiety. Yeah, because what we were talking about before a couple of weeks ago on Soul Talks about the importance of spiritual hospitality and communicating with warmth and so all the nonverbals. And so that's the benefit of video is that we've, we got that that uh, nonverbal uh, visual uh, go- going there to help facilitate the connection. But it's distracting to see your, your face there. But it's a reminder of, well, how does my face look to the people that are listening to me right now? <laughs> because that's an important part of the message. So, yeah, if you're prone to uh, want to do things right like I am and you're prone to anxiety like I am, that, that is another temptation. And so... But, you know, I watched the way Dallas did it, and he, he did it in God's presence. And so that, that helped me a lot. So one of the times I was talking to Dallas, I was telling him about uh, leading a retreat for a church staff. It was a mega church, and so it was a staff of 200 people, bigger than most churches. And I never led a retreat for that many people. You know, usually when we think of a retreat, we think of, you know, a dozen or 20 or 30 people. Uh, if it's a true spiritual retreat where there's community and, and sharing. And so I was, and I had a plan for breaking it down into small groups and making it feel small, but he was asking me about this. Well, and also I happen to know that this was a challenging culture because it wasn't a culture where you were walking in already with authority and respect. And it wasn't a culture that actually had experienced what you were going to be bringing them, what the Lord had asked you to bring. There, so there was some some extra things here that added to the anxiety too. Well, yeah. Yeah, it was a very uh, consumeristic church that was uh, not very conversant with or even interested in spiritual formation. And they hadn't had retreats like this before either. No, this yeah. was the first one. Yeah, to them, retreat meant let's, let's play volleyball, Let's enjoy some meals together. Let, let's uh, have some great speakers and some worship together, which is a great thing to do. But it's not the same as scripture meditations and soul talk and solitude and silence. So did you say you talked to Dallas about this before doing the retreat? Yeah, I was, was telling him about it. And I says, well, I hope you're not anxious. <laughs> and I mean, you had to see his face and tone of voice to know that, it was said with empathy, not with like a shaking finger, like you shouldn't be anxious. It was with concern. And so you felt empathy. Yeah. And I, okay. I when he said that, I, I was quiet and I just looked in his eyes and I realized, well, I, I am a little worried about this actually. <laughs> and uh, so I was feeling that and, and processing that. And then I, I dialed into what I had been learning, and I said, yeah, and I'm leaning into doing it with Jesus. And so uh, we, we talked along those lines, and uh, he, he gave me one of, his, um, one of the affirmations that I, I 
coveted. There were times uh, when he would say to me, that's exactly right, Bill. And I think, boy, when, when Dallas Willard says that, you know, the author of The Divine Conspiracy and one of the greatest thinkers on the planet is like, I guess I got a good, good, um, good thought there, <laughs> a good approach to this. Uh, so it was very uh, strengthening for me. Give you confidence and you felt affirmed. Yeah, I, I felt his presence with me, and I felt empathy, and then I felt the affirmation and the encouragement. And, and the order of those two is really important in a, a soul-taught conversation with someone. Uh, obviously, if you're a, a counselor or spiritual director, but even as a small group leader or a disciple or just friend to friend, uh, sometimes we can over-affirm people or uh, try too hard to be encouraging and what what we most need from each other is listening and understanding and validation and all the different aspects of empathy. And so when, when that's there, then there's the freedom to be yourself and to find God's grace where you are. And so then when, when as a secondary basis, someone comes in with an affirmation, then it builds up that confidence, but the confidence is being built up for your true self. He wasn't just like cheerleading you, just trying to build you up and not not really paying attention to what you were bringing, the vulnerability. Yeah, I, I felt his acceptance. It, it, was, it was okay with him. He wasn't disappointed in me that I was wrestling with this. And it helped me to see that while I was wrestling with it, I wasn't anywhere near in the condition that I was in uh, 15 years previous to this point mm-hmm. where I told this story on Soul Talks, but where I had a panic attack in giving a keynote a talk to 2,000 people in a recovery conference, and uh, I wasn't in that place. And you know, I've talked with pastors and speakers who who have this kind of anxiety, and I have a lot of empathy and compassion for them because there's just, there's a lot of expectation mm-hmm. on us when when you've got yeah. a pulpit or a platform today, and there's a lot of different things that we're juggling and, and competition. I mean, we don't want to think of it as competition, but it's hard not to compare ourselves to. The, the great public speakers that everybody has access to now and, right. and, and can watch. And so uh, we can focus on our, our deficiencies. And then with the thing that happens with anxiety and, and that happened with, with me years ago is I would just, just spiral down. And so the anxiety feeds on itself and you just start ruminating. And that, that's where anxiety can become panic because panic is when you're afraid to be afraid. And so so now now you're just, you know... spinning out out of control which is what you said causes the anxiety is that feeling of being out of control yeah and then then noticing that you're out of control (laughs) creates more Mm -hmm. anxiety and feeling of out of control and uh that's that's the point or it's like someone that uh, i remember helping someone uh, a woman who's afraid of public speaking and she was very uh, self-conscious about blushing and she could feel her, her face flush, mm. and then it would, it would like trigger her with memories of somebody saying, oh, you're blushing, like mm. making fun of her. Mm. So it just triggered all that, mm-hmm. all that anxiety. And so it's, yeah. that, it's that anticipatory anxiety, and it's watching yourself doing what you're doing rather than being in the flow of the experience. So Dallas was encouraging you in preparation for this as you were being vulnerable and aware that you felt some anxiety, some temptation to fear. Yeah, and then I got to watch him and how he did it. And so one of the stories I tell in Journey of the Soul that uh, is uh, one of my favorite stories of Dallas, uh, this is in Chapter 2, but 
I tell the story of the, the very first session of the spirituality and ministry class uh, in the monastery, the, the doctor of ministry class with Dallas and a professor at Azusa Pacific University was uh, co-facilitating with him and had some different aspects of leading the week. And he, he got us started with uh, sort of going through the syllabus and talking about the week and the different activities that, that we would be doing. And uh, everybody, of course, there were 20 of us there, all pastors, men and women. And we were you know, two weeks to be in a monastery, un- unplugged from life, and uh, uh, just together with, with Dallas uh, in, uh, in this uh, beautiful monastic setting. And so after uh, Keith did his introduction, he, he said, uh, well, now I'm going to turn it over to uh, some bigger hands. And so Dell stepped up at the podium, and he says, well, I hope they're in someone else's bigger hands. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so good. Just, I, I'm not sure anybody else noticed that. I, I'm Probably nobody remembered it, but I was being so tuned in to the way Dallas was doing mm-hmm. what he was doing uh, that I, I afterwards I wrote that down in my journal, and I was just reflecting on that. And, it's like, and what I wrote in my journal, which I, I quoted, here in the book, but I said, I said that was the, the first words that Dallas spoke this morning will undoubtedly prove to be the most important of this whole class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his comment shows me where our professor's heart is, that he's practicing his motto, do your best, but don't trust your best, trust God. That's a great saying if you're anxious about public speaking or anything. Do your best, but don't trust your best. Trust God. Trust God with you. Dallas made an off-the-cuff remark almost under his breath. His assistant had just concluded the introductory discussion of the course syllabus when he signed off. That's enough for me. It's time to turn the class over to bigger hands. Then Dallas quipped, I hope it's also in someone's, capital S, someone's bigger hands. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hope that what we do is more in reliance upon God and his bigger hands than our own limited abilities and talents and the preparations and the best that we have to offer him. Yeah, and so learning to try to rely on the Holy Spirit in our midst as we speak, that's a great relief. Yeah, as we've learned to do that, we've learned also that, and we saw Dallas do this too, that oftentimes God will change us in what we had prepared to say, and we'll say something we didn't even prepare to do. Or yeah. when we're done and somebody comes up and says, you said, <laughs> when you said so-and-so, God really ministered to me. And we're kind of yeah. like, oh, that's so funny. I didn't say that. But the Lord yeah. said that to them, and that's what mattered. That's right. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And so it is a, a freeing feeling, isn't it, when we can... Uh, when we can speak and teach and lead uh, without pressuring ourselves to do it right and to rely on the Spirit of Jesus uh, to do just what, what the Lord Jesus said. You know, don't worry when you, you come into trial or into difficult situations. The Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. Don't, don't worry about it beforehand. Trust the Holy Spirit with you in the moment. That, that's a very precious scripture to me because I've been learning that. Uh, and, and sometimes I fall out of that. And so I, I need the reminders and I need to, to uh, train myself further for habits of um, smiling and relaxing and uh, being in God's presence as I'm speaking. Dallas also trained after speaking to let it go. 
and he would, you know, I remember John Ortberg commenting to him after speaking one time and Dallas just being so joyful. They were going out to dinner and he was, you know, whistling again to him and, and John asked him about it, you know, how, how can you just be so happy? Aren't you, aren't you at all preoccupied with what you just did? And, and Dallas was like, no, you know, I'll let it go like a balloon, a helium balloon up to the Lord. Just, he was abandoning the outcomes mm-hmm. of what he just offered, what he just taught, what he'd just done. I'm sure that he must have experienced like we do. Oh, I forgot to say, or, oh, I wish I'd said, or, oh, that idea was so good and we didn't have time for it. You know, those are the kind of things that often come to us after we've spoken and to be able to just abandon the outcomes and trust that, okay, well, God, you can use what, what I did offer there. Yeah, Dallas was letting every every thought, every criticism, every regret uh, that he was being tempted with. He was letting each of those thoughts, letting them go like that helium balloon and just entrusting that to God. God, you're in charge. Later in the series, we're going to talk about the, the blessing, the people that criticize us, and that's part of this. Yeah, and you know what we're talking about is, is why we do Soul Talks the way we do it and why we do uh, our institute and, and even our public speaking. Uh, we like to, to tag team it and do it conversationally because it's it's conversations that are what's most helpful to people when you can and and a single speaker can do that can anticipate the questions and uh, and take questions from people but when we can work with people's thoughts and feelings and speak to their different personalities and and but especially be open to the holy spirit in the moment and so by speaking but then letting someone else speak and getting that back and forth flow it makes a different space not only for me as a speaker, but for everybody who's listening. And so it, it, it just opens up another channel. Uh, God can speak through my words, but he can speak through your words, and then he can speak between us. He can speak through our relationship. He can speak between the lines. And so counting on putting my confidence in the spirit of Jesus, not in Bill, not in Bill's performance, that frees me from that anxiety. And you're being with Dallas and receiving from him empathy and spiritual hospitality, like we talked in the first of this series on Dallas, enabled you to be vulnerable with your your anxiety and then learn from him and receive what he had to teach you as well. Yeah, yeah. And so there, there's a lot to learning that. There's, uh, it's not just a, oh, I want to, um, I'm going to be more relaxed next time I speak, you know, and, and I'm going to try hard. And that's how we tend to approach doing something differently and changing is, well, I'll try harder next time. And that's a failing approach. It just doesn't work. Uh, trying hard is necessary, but not nearly sufficient. So, so we need to do some training. And so I did some studying about anxiety. I was in therapy getting help with my anxiousness. I uh, was being mentored by, uh, later uh, by uh, Dallas. And then I was practicing speaking in different ways. And I would model after different people and, and, and try it different ways. And then eventually off of Dallas. And when you went to lead that retreat, I imagine that you took with you, though, the, the belief and the, the belief in you and what you'd receive from Dallas with you into that. And that that gave you, helped you have more confidence and expectation in God with you as you had learned and watched him do that. Yeah, yes. Uh, Dallas, my therapist, you, friends, 
uh, were all people making deposits in me, deposits of empathy and grace and uh, encouragement and prayer. And so, yeah, absorbing that is, is that's, that's how we get a spiritual reformation, to be uh, reformed, rehabituated, uh, change in our personality so that our, our operating system now becomes different, L- little by little becomes different. And now there's more, there's more peace, there's more present than I, I have to bring when I speak. So we talk a lot about empathy on Souls Hawks because it, it is such an important part of our emotional and spiritual growth. And we love hearing from you how you're discovering that. And Rawl wrote a, a review of Journey of the Soul on Amazon for us where he said, Journey of the Soul has been an awesome book for me on learning to receive empathy. And that's been transformational for my emotional, spiritual, and mental health. And I just say, woohoo, he's, ex- he's discovered what we've discovered here in that, the power of that. And so grateful for that. So fun to talk with all of you on Soul Talks. And uh, we'd like to keep the conversation going. So check out our blog on Dallas Willard's Disciplines for Workaholics. And that relates to our topic of anxiety. Uh, and it's a workaholism or ministryaholism is something uh, a lot of us struggle with. I, I, I'm a workaholic in recovery, so that will uh, encourage you. Uh, or if you live with a workaholic, uh, <laughs> we'll encourage you as well. Uh, so um, and then next week, we'll continue this series on Dallas Willard. So, but, but for now, I want to just pray a blessing over you. Lord God, thank you. Let's pray your peace, the peace of Christ. Guard the hearts of each one listening to the sound of my voice now. Lord, I'm thinking of those who struggle with anxiety, fear of public speaking, their image, their performance, stress overload, being hurried, self-criticism, self-judging, insecurity, or these different manifestations of anxiety that can affect us in our relationships, our ministry, and our preaching and teaching. And so how we pray, oh God, that you would minister to us through this Soul Talks conversation and that you would uh, teach us, Lord Jesus, be the coach for each of our friends and customize for them a program of growing in your peace, Lord, Maybe even our book, Journey of the Soul, could be a part of that and learning how, how the different soul care practices and spiritual disciplines can meet different needs that we have at different Christ stages in our journey of growth so that we become more healed and whole uh, as fully devoted followers of Jesus and overflowing with your love and your wisdom for the people around us. Because it is our great honor, Lord, our great joy to serve you, including in public speaking for many of us. And so thank you, God, for your grace that is sufficient to enable us to do just what you call us to do and to do it with peace and joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, I'm excited to tell you that Soul Shepherding has a network of senior spiritual directors available to help you. You just go to soulshepherding.org forward slash network and you can find one of the men and women ministers that Christy and I have personally trained through our Soul Shepherding Institute and Spiritual Direction Certificate Program. And they are great at empathy, asking questions, listening with a tender heart, praying for you, and guiding you gently uh, on the path of life with Jesus. 
uh, in your prayer life and in the challenges of your life, your ministry, your work. And so check out the soulshepherding.org forward slash network of senior spiritual directors who are available to talk with you and support you in your life, in your ministry. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org.